Hey, grown-ups, warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor has a menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50. That's T-A-L-E-S 5-0. And use code tales50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com. Dot com slash tales 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey grown-ups, I have something exciting to share with you. There's a brand new kids podcast out now that I think you're going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories. This show is perfect if you love adventures, solving riddles, and maybe even some wacky math problems. But I need a little help from some new friends to tell you more. Max and Molly, take it away. From the creators of Who Smarted, Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Rhea, and this is Girl Tales. Thank you, Rhea, for that awesome introduction. Before we get started, I'd like to wish a very happy birthday to Lucy Bradbury, Claire Piper in Walnut Creek, Amari in Amsterdam, and Emma in the California Bay Area. Emma, Amari, Claire, Lucy, thank you all so much for listening to Girl Tales. Grownups, if you would like to hear your child's name at the top of our next tale, head to patreon.com slash girltales and donate today. We are posting this episode in honor of National Geographic's Kids Podcast Party. A bunch of kids podcasters are doing an episode to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the Endangered Species Act. Check out the Moment of Um podcast and their episode about how animals become endangered. And they will tell you about another podcast participating. Now on to our episode. This is... Dr. Do-A-Lot. Enjoy! I'd like to tell you about a friend of mine. Her name is Jane Do-A-Lot, DVM. The DVM starts for Doctor of Veterinary Medicine, otherwise known as a vet. And Dr. Do-A-Lot was exactly what she sounded like, a vet who did a lot. She had her own practice here in Freshwater and was well known for many years as an excellent vet to all the animals in town. Dr. Dualot was also known to have a very big heart when it came to helping wild animals who were endangered. Endangered means that a species of animal is at risk of disappearing forever. Dr. Dualot does a lot 
to save those animals. One of the first endangered animals Jane ever came across was a blue-crested macaw, a type of parrot whose name was Polly. Not a very original name for a parrot, I know, but he already had the name when Jane found him. Or, I guess I should say, when Polly found Jane. Polly was about a foot tall, had big dark eyes, and a sharp black beak that curved downwards into a point at the end. His belly and the inside of his wings were a beautiful bright yellow-orange, and he was otherwise covered in feathers that were a royal shade of blue. He also had a blue batch of feathers under his beak, hence the name Blue-Throated Macaw. Polly just flew into Dr. Duolot's open window one afternoon and introduced himself. Hi, he said, landing on the back of her office chair. I'm Polly. Hi, Jane said back, a bit confused. I'm Dr. Jane Duolot. Pleasure to make your acquaintance, Dr. Jane Duolot. Polly said back with a squawk and an excited flap of his beautiful blue and green wings. It's just Jane, actually, Jane corrected him. Pleasure to make your acquaintance, just Jane, actually, Polly said back with another self-satisfied squawk. <coughs> and from that day on, he never left, though he did eventually get her name right. Jane knew that blue-throated macaws are endangered animals, which means there aren't very many of them left living in the wild. In fact, there are only about 300 adult blue-throated macaws living in the wild today. She figured he may have escaped from the zoo the next town over or from the pet store in the city a few miles away, though he never should have been there to begin with. She put up flyers and called every place she could think of, but no one seemed to be missing a parrot. And so her home office quickly became his home too, like so many of the animals that now lived there. Dr. Duolot and I first met because she takes care of my dogs, Cheese and Sherlock. One day, I brought them in for their yearly checkup when something unusual happened. I know what you mean. Dr. Duolot was telling Sherlock. But again, Ernie's the mail person is our friend and just comes to deliver the mail. We don't bark at them. <laughs> Sherlock barked and whined. Well, again, I hear you, but your mom's put the mail slot in the door on purpose so the mail person can drop mail through it, Dr. Duolot patiently explained. But just then, Polly came flying in, squawking loudly. <laughs> Dr. Duolot apologized, but she didn't need to. I knew this was very unusual for Polly, and something must really be wrong. Jane sensed the same thing. Polly, what's the matter? Is everything okay? She asked. There's no time! Polly replied before he spread his wings and took off into the air above Dr. Duolot's desk. He flew in tight circles above her head, and she watched as the brilliant colors of Polly's feathers left a glimmering trail of yellow and blue magic behind them. She heard the sounds all types of creatures make, big and small in the wind that rushed around her head. She heard lizards and lions, egrets and elephants, bees and buffalo. And then suddenly, 
There was silence. Well, Polly continued as he landed on the back of Jane's office chair. Now you can hear them too. Hear what? Jane asked, but it looked like she already knew the answer. She was definitely hearing something Cheese, Sherlock, and I couldn't. You've always cared for all animals, Polly began. But endangered species especially. I've shared my gift with you so you can hear these creatures and know when they need your help. Then Jane heard something again. It was a small voice, one that she somehow knew belonged to a salamander. Yuck, bubbles everywhere. Dr. Duolot heard the voice say, There must be something wrong. These bubbles make my stomach hurt and they make my eyes sting. That doesn't sound good. Dr. Duolot said as she stood up to get her hat and coat. Sherlock and Cheese looked at me confused. I looked at Dr. Duolot confused. Oh, where are my manners? Dr. Duolot began with a smile. Cheese and Sherlock are in tip-top shape and had so many wonderful things to say about their happy life with you and Pippa. If you don't mind, I think I need to make a house call to the Freshwater Lake to check on these animals. Well, uh, Freshwater Lake is right by my treehouse, I said. Let's all ride back together. And so we all hopped in my car and headed back home. Polly looked around nervously. It may have been her first time ever riding in a car. Sherlock and Cheese were not excited to share the back seat, but eventually we made it back to my treehouse. Dr. Duolot and Polly hopped out of the car and quickly ran over to the lake, and I ran after them. As soon as I saw the lake, I knew something strange was happening. There were the usual animals all around, ducks, dragonflies, toads, but they were all swimming through an almost iridescent rainbow gloss on top of the water, sort of like an oil slick. And there were animals hiccuping up bubbles left and right. No one looked particularly sick or unwell, just exhausted and annoyed at the constant hiccuping. I'm particularly worried about the frogs, Dr. Duolot said in a hushed voice as we surveyed the scene. The frogs? Oh no, I began. This lake is home to a family of eastern spadefoot frogs, a species that is critically endangered. They like to keep to themselves and live underground, Jane explained. But I can see little bubbles rising from their burrow, too. Uh... Hello, everyone, Dr. Duolot began, addressing the lake full of creatures. They all immediately stopped what they were doing to look at her. Hi, sorry, it looks to me like there's something wrong with the lake. The water looks beautiful, said one of the ducks before hiccuping once again. Uh, well, it is colorful, yes, Dr. Duolot agreed. But it's certainly not supposed to be. And I can only assume that has something to do with why you are all hiccuping bubbles. I'll look into what the problem with the water here is. In the meantime, is there maybe some other lake you can stay in for a few days? The animals spoke quietly amongst themselves for a moment, throwing out suggestions, but seemingly getting nowhere. Hey! Dr. Duolot began noticing the covered pool in my backyard. 
Is that your pool, Rebecca? Oh, that, I replied, embarrassed. Don't pay any attention to that. We drained it for the winter and everything, but it's just been raining nonstop. It's basically filled up again just with rainwater. I've been meaning to drain it out, but Pippa and I keep finding these new hiking trails and... Actually, Dr. Duolot interrupted. It looks like the perfect size for these folks to have some fresh water to swim in while we sort this whole thing out. I agreed immediately, pulled off the pool's cover and helped the creatures inside. The family of Eastern Spadefoots took a little convincing, but after making a little home for them in a potted plant by the edge of the pool, they seemed quite happy to move in. The ducks all quickly began to happily swim around, and before long their hiccups had almost completely gone away. Well, at least we know where the hiccups are coming from. But what's causing the slick rainbow film on top of the lake? Maybe we can uh, follow the water upstream? I suggested, pointing to the far left corner of the lake, where a small waterfall trickled iridescent water. An excellent suggestion, Rebecca, Dr. Duolot exclaimed as she, Polly, and I took off up the stream. After a short, rather lovely walk through the afternoon forest, Dr. Duolot stopped in her tracks and held her arm out to stop me too. What is it? I asked her. I think I hear someone crying, she responded, and started walking slowly and carefully on the edge of the river. Sure enough, Dr. Duolot came across two small blue-spotted salamanders, another critically endangered species of animal, perched on a rock in tears, looking out at the soapy river flowing past them. Salamanders are sort of like wet lizards that live mostly in the water, though they are more closely related to frogs. They each were about 10 inches long and over half their body length was their tails. And they were a dark black color, but had brilliant blue spots or flecks all over their bodies. Excuse me, Dr. Duolot began as she approached them. The salamanders were startled and quickly burrowed underneath their rock. I don't mean to frighten you. I just couldn't help but notice you were crying. Does it have anything to do with the soap in the river? Maybe. She heard one of the salamanders respond distrustfully from her hiding spot. Listen, we are following the river upstream to try and figure out what's going on, Dr. Duolot explained. Do you have any idea what is causing this issue? Oh, we sure do said one of the blue-spotted salamanders as she paddled determinedly up to us. It's humans, of course. Always is. I have more than a few words I need to share with you about that farmer just upstream. What's his name? Cold or Moldy McWhopper? O Old MacDonald? That's the guy, the salamander said, taking a deep breath and inching closer. The nerve of that man to wash his clothing in the stream to begin with. Like what? You spill ketchup all over your shirt next thing I know it's flowing past my bedroom while I'm in my bed reading? The nerve! Polly agreed, ruffling his feathers. Then, the salamander continued, he goes and adds all this slippery, smelly soap. It's about time for me to lay eggs and start a family. But I can't do that if my home isn't safe for them. Please, you have to help me. Well, I most certainly will try, Dr. Duolot said. I'll go have a word with old McDonald and hopefully we can get this squared away quickly for you all. 
Jane explained to me what she had discovered with the help of salamanders, and we continued upstream to our new destination, Old MacDonald's Farm. It was just a short walk away, but Dr. Duolot still managed to live up to her name, having conversations with three spotted turtles, helping an injured least shrew, and redirecting a very lost great egret. Finally, we made it to Old MacDonald's, and as luck would have it, he was walking outside with a basket full of dirty laundry. Well, hey there, Dr. Duolot. Hey, Rebecca. Cool bird. Old MacDonald greeted us smiling as we approached. Hey there, Old, I said, even though it always felt weird just using his first name. Old MacDonald, have you been doing laundry here in the stream? Dr. Duolot asked. Well, maybe, Old said. Is this against the rules? My washing machine broke, and I just haven't had the time to get around to fixing it yet. Yes, I'm afraid it is, Dr. Duolot explained. And more importantly, it's having a negative impact on the animals who live downstream, some of whom are critically endangered, which means they are protected by the Endangered Species Act here in the United States. Oh, no! Old MacDonald exclaimed, hurt. I love animals. I would never do anything to try and hurt them. Of course, we know that. It wasn't as big of a problem up until very recently when you maybe started using soap. Yeah, old MacDonald began to explain. My wife, she always says I smell like a pig pan. And you know, she's right. So I got some of that hatchet body wash. It's supposed to make me smell like a manly forest. Well, it's just leaving a chemically film on top of the water, which affects all the animals who need that fresh water to survive. Dr. Duolot explained. It is also making everything smell like manly forest. Now that you mention it, Polly added. I'll stop right away, Old MacDonald said, throwing his laundry dramatically over his shoulder for good measure. Not sure you needed to throw... Well, all right, Dr. Duolot said, glad to have settled the matter. No more laundry in the street, men. I've got an idea of how to help solve the problem I caused, too, Old MacDonald exclaimed. I can bring some hay down to the stream to help soak up some of the soapy water, which will help the ducks, frogs, and salamanders. That's a great idea. And you should have Mr. Boscovic come take a look at your washing machine. He's the town handyman, I told Old MacDonald. He's great at fixing things. Old MacDonald stopped doing his laundry in the stream and placed bale after bale of hay into the stream to help filter out some of the soap. And the very next day, things began going back to normal. Before long, the salamander family was five babies larger and all the ducks and frogs were out of my pool and back into their own clean lake. Dr. Duolot made sure to tell each and every animal that we helped that day how they could find her if they ever needed her help again. I was exhausted, but Dr. Duolot seemed perfectly content. All in a day's work, she said, smiling as we parted ways. I think about that day every time I bring my dogs into a checkup and wonder if we ever would have figured out what was wrong with the lake 
if Dr. Doolot hadn't been able to sense endangered animals in danger. We are all certainly thankful that she can. That was Dr. Doolot, written and produced by Chad Shanai, performed and executive produced by Rebecca Cunningham. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Girl Tales is a Cordelia Studios production. And grown-ups, don't forget you can get access to ad-free episodes of the Girl Tales podcast, as well as a range of other shows for the kids in your life by subscribing to Star Glow Plus on Apple Podcasts. Grown-ups, if you would like extra stories for your tailblazers to listen to, like the original Alice's Adventures in Wonderland or The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, performed by me, well, there's only one place to get it. Head to patreon.com slash girltales and join Team Dorothy or above. And grown-ups, you can also find Girl Tales and Cordelia Studios on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And hey, if you love this story, share it with a friend. Oh, and remember, I believe in you. <laughs>